This is the Rich Eisen Show. They're coming for your souls. I keep saying it over and over and over again. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They're not only coming for your souls, they are coming to mess you up. Not just beat you, but dispatch you. That's the Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis. Coming up, Bill's running back James Cook. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. And Robert Griffin III is about to call into this program. We had a great chat with Jay Billis in hour number one about the NBA draft that's coming up tomorrow night and how Victor Wembanyama, who was just introduced at a press conference in New York City, to all those that are gathering for the draft, how he said that if he had a choice between a 19-year-old Victor Wembanyama right now and an 18-year-old LeBron from back in the day out of Akron, Ohio, he would choose the 19-year-old Wembanyama over the 18-year-old LeBron. Jay was full of hot takes today. (laughs) Which he also said that 80s music was garbage. (laughs) Pretty much. Leading to our poll question that says what, Chris? Yeah, uh, better decade for music, 70s, 80s, or 90s. What do we got right now? 39% 39% say the 80s, Mike. And? 32% 90s, Oof. 29% 70s. What is the matter with people? We all know the 70s is the the winner. No. Oh, my Rock, gosh. No, 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 no. Really? Rich, we were j- I'm 80s, very biased I think is pretty to the good. 70s. <laughs> but the 80s is the... It's just MTV. Michael, it's Jackson, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston Madonna. Keep going, you too. Everybody, who people either love or hate. It's just like, but there's, come on. All I, the I agree, I agree Jay Billis was bon underrating Jovi. it. Like, he was too focused on the Thompson Poison. Twins and AHA dragging everybody <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, he's early 80s. There were some one-hit wonders, a lot of one-hit wonders in the I mean, 80s, but I'm come sure. on, a lot of heavy hitters. There's one-hit wonders in the 70s. My go-to oh, karaoke song of, you know, Brandy. Come right, on, yeah. Looking yeah. Glass, what, you name me another Looking Glass song. Can't. So, I mean, come on now. You could look through the glass. You won't find one. Joining us right here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show, kicking off hour number two, uh, truly an anytime guest. Anytime we, uh, he's free and up for talking, we're up for talking to him. The great Robert Griffin III from the Worldwide Leader in Sports back here on the show. How are you, RG3? I'm doing good, Rich, and I appreciate the intro and you having me on, man. You've been uh, huge for my career. So oh, please. Thank you for that, man. You're the best, truly. Uh, love watching you, love listening to you, love your social media feeds and everything like that. So let me just jump in uh, going uh, off the board with you. The the shot of Victor Wembanyama holding the uh, baseball like a grape. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to ask a world-class athlete and, and top draft choice in his sport, what did you think of that when you saw that uh, photograph of him? No, RG3? I mean, Wimbanyana is, uh, is just incredible. I mean, you look at that baseball. Like you said, it looks like a grape. Yeah. Could you imagine how hard he could throw that bad boy if he had some baseball training? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if there's a sport that the guy can't do right. uh, at that size and with the wingspan that he has. But I do like the fact that he picked himself over LeBron because you got to have that self-confidence when you have that much momentum. Uh, coming with you into the NBA. So I think he's already reached enlightenment. He's good. Well, what would you, what advice would you give him? Because uh, he says he wants to be best. The media wants to be best off the field. I mean, um, you know, with all due respect to the French sports scene, um, he's about to feel it. He's about to get it. What advice would you have for him about the stage he's about to walk on, Robert? Yeah, my advice to him would just be to continue to stay focused on who he is and I, I feel like listening to his interviews, he knows who he is. He knows why he's driven the way that he's driven. He understands what's in front of him, and he's willing to go out and do what it takes to be the most successful basketball player in person that he can be. So I would say when the times get tough and the media gets tough on him because you know that they will, 
uh, just key in on those things, and it'll allow him to continue to be successful. Robert Griffin the third here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's jump into the world of football. What happened with Stephon Diggs last week, and, and how do you think that might have a ripple effect once the toe meets ball in an actual playing season, Robert? Ooh, well, I mean, when you talk about when toe meets ball, I think the Bills need a happy Stephon Diggs to win the Super Bowl. And if you notice, I didn't say motivated, because I think he's always motivated. I think he's always working his tail off to be the best. Um, but when you have a happy Stephon Diggs, I mean, since he got to, to Buffalo, he's tied for first in catches with Devontae Adams. He's sixth in the receiving touchdowns, and he's fourth in the league in receiving yards. So that's a happy Stephon Diggs. Him and Josh Allen seemed to have a bromance rolling, right. uh, it felt like, for years there until there was the, the problem with their game against the Bengals in the playoffs. So I think it's clear this is a personal thing between Josh and, and Diggs. Uh, and they have to get their, their partnership back on the field. And, and that's part of playing quarterback. I think Josh Allen's running into that right now. Everything is fine until it's not fine in a relationship when it comes to a quarterback and a wide receiver like Diggs. So Josh has to manage that relationship the right way. And I think he's the only one that can rectify it. So what is it, though? I mean, what did you see in that game? What are you hearing? What are you potentially willing to share? What, what is it, do you think? Yeah, Rich, that's why you're a great interviewer, man. You, you know when people have information and they're trying not to say anything. So, <laughs> so I, I've talked with uh, people close to the situation, and, and really what it boils down to is in that last game against the Bengals, uh, Diggs was the most targeted receiver in that game. I think he had 10 targets in that game. But when they were down 17, they had a 10-play drive that ended in a turnover on downs, and Diggs only got one ball thrown his way. So you would think that uh, a player of Diggs' caliber with the relationship that he has with Josh Allen, in those moments he would look to him more often, more often, and, and that didn't happen. I think that was something that why we saw Diggs hold his hands up, looking at Josh Allen on the sideline when they had the little tiff that was shown on TV. And Diggs wants to win like every other player wants to win. And I think that if they can rekindle that bromance, Josh Allen's got to do something to re- relight that fire between the two of them. And I think that will be, will be the key for the Bills to, to be successful this year, especially since they have Super Bowl aspirations. Well, let's chop this up a little bit, Robert Griffin III, because, you know, the issue, I think, for that Bills offense, and I think most ever, I'm, I'm not reinventing the wheel here, was Josh Allen trying to do too much, feeling that he had to do too much the red zone being a particularly uh, difficult spot for that team because of it. And to me, I think they've fixed it in a way, or at least they've, 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 they've hit it enough by getting Damian Harris at the running back position, by bringing in Latavius Murray at the running back position, by also getting Dalton Kincaid in the draft. The question is, though, if those are the answers, how will that rest with Diggs if he's not the one getting the football? in those situations, Robert. That's the rub here, yeah, potentially. I, I, Rich, I don't disagree as far as with Josh Allen constantly having to put the cape on. You know, I talked about this a lot last year. You know, they, they're constantly asking him to be Superman, and he can do it. And then quite honestly, as the year went on, I realized that Josh Allen actually plays his best when he's trying to play, be Superman every single play. That's when he's the most comfortable. That's when you see all the creative runs and the big-time passes from him. But I think the Bills took a concerted effort this offseason to say, we got to be able to play bruising football up front if we need to. And then the draft pick of, of Dalton Kincaid gives them position variability on offense. So they don't always have to line up 
with three wide or four wide. They can go two wide and two tight ends, or they can put them in the backfield and run some sets like that. I think they are taking a conscious effort to say, all right, if it gets becomes a bad weather game again and we can't throw the football around, we got to be able to run the ball. we got to be able to utilize our tight ends down the seams. And I think that's what they did. But the bottom line, Rich, is without Stephon Diggs, their receiver room goes from you know arguably one of the, the top five, top ten receiver rooms in the league to not even in the top 15. So they need Stephon Diggs to be that guy for them, and he'll always get his targets because his desire to win and his ability is aligned with their ability to be explosive on offense. So I think that aligns perfectly. So he'll get his targets regardless. It's just about fixing this little personal uh, situation that's going on between him and Josh Allen. And then and, and one last one for you on that. Can't the answer be, hey, Stefan, you know, stuff happens. We, we, we had the, the drive the, that we had and just, you know, I'll look for you more. I promise I'll look for you more. You know me. I know you. We're, we're tight like that. Can that actually fix it? Or it only fixes it to the point where the first Monday night when you and the rest of the worldwide leader will have the huge game of Allen and the Bills <laughs> at Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in his Rodgers debut at the Jets, that this could just come home to roost and, and drive six that night and bring it all up again, Robert. Yeah, I think the sooner they can get back on the field and play in football games that, that actually count, like you're saying on that Monday night, I think the better it is for, for everybody. Here's the bottom line. Stephon Diggs does get targeted by Josh Allen a lot, mm-hmm. a lot more than anybody else on the, on the football field. I think this really just came to a head in that playoff game because in that moment, if it was handled differently, when Diggs had his, his uh, emotional outburst on the sideline, if that was handled differently by Josh Allen and the team, I think we wouldn't be talking about this today. But it wasn't. You know, They kind of ignored him, and there was a whole scene after that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that has led to some of these rumblings throughout the offseason. But when they get up there and they go up against the Jets, he's going to target Stephon Diggs because that's what they need to do to win games. And if he doesn't target him, we'll continue to talk about this yes. for the duration of the season. Robert Griffin III from the Worldwide Leader in Sports here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'd like you to interpret a tweet for me, if you don't mind. DeAndre Hopkins, sort of out of the blue yesterday, tweeted out, uh, Who's ever, whoever's in my future wide receiver group, I promise I will make your job easy. Why do you think he felt compelled or necessary or just had it on his mind to tweet that, Robert? Rich, I think DeAndre or D-Hop, you know, put that out there because there are certain receivers or certain position groups that always feel a certain type of way when the team or the fans or the media starts perpetuating stories or pushing stories about them joining the team. Why? The natural inclination is to think D-Hop joins the team and now my targets are gone away. Mm. Or if I'm the third receiver, I'm now the fourth receiver. Well, that's, that's the reality of it. So I think what Diop is trying to do is get the receiver rooms of the teams that are looking at him or that he's looking to go to to understand, I'm coming here, and yes, I might take away some of your targets, but I'm going to increase the quality of the targets you do get because you're not going to have all the attention of the defense. That's where I think it is, uh, and I think it's actually a beautifully worded tweet as well. Kudos to him. So there's been, I guess, hmm, how do I follow up here? So so he, he might have identified a place where he'd like to go, and he's heard uh, through grapevines that uh, players you know would not like his presence there because it does eat into their 
their reps or that eats into their you know targets or general managers might be concerned about that and he's sending that out there on twitter is that what you're saying you think i don't think it's rich i don't think it's general managers you know i don't think most players you know trying to talk to gms or head coaches through twitter probably isn't the best avenue <laughs> <laughs> to make that happen yes I, I do think it has to do with players um and and i'm obviously we're just speculating yeah. here yeah but i did see Devonte parker's but, you know, press conference when they asked him about D-Hop. And, you know, I'm not saying that Devontae was upset or anything like that, but it was more of like the Patriot way, you know, we're good here, uh, next question. I think D-Hop maybe fills some of that. Uh, and like I said, that's pure speculation. But at the end of the day, he's just trying to let the groups know, like, yeah, I'm coming in and, and I'll probably be the number one, but I'm going to also make your job easier with targets. I'm here to be a mentor to you guys so you can learn. You know, he's 30-plus he's 30, 30 years old. He understands where he's at in his career, but he's still a number one wide receiver. And I think there's two teams that, that really need him. It's New England and, and Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. And those are the places. That's, that's obviously where he visited. Um, wh- what about uh, a team that's loaded already, bringing him in and just adding him on top? What, what about Kansas City? What about anybody like that? Do you think D-Hop can – wind up there. Dallas may be another one. What do you think about those possibilities, Robert? Well, I'll do that in reverse, Rich. Dallas is an issue just because of the amount of bodies that they have there. With C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, you got Gallup there. Um, they would have to do something with that room hmm. to to make it viable to bring in a D-hop, especially with McCarthy wanting to move more towards a run-centric offense. Bringing in another wide receiver now being four deep with really talented wide receivers, I mean, they might that'd be one of the better rooms in, in all of the NFL. I think that makes it a little tough for them. When you talk about Kansas City, I always thought that D-Hop to Kansas City was a, was a great fit. Uh, you know, Kansas City obviously lost Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots. I just feel like he could fit a void there, give him another number one, another chain mover uh, to go along with Travis Kelsey, and then they've got the speed on the outside with MVS and the guys. So I, I like the Chiefs, I'm not so big on him going to the Cowboys. The reason I say Tennessee is because they need, oh, yeah. you know, the bodies. They got Traylon Burks. You're talking about um, Kyle Phillips as their slot receiver. And then Westbrook, uh, Akina, Akina, I mean, um, at wide receiver as their number two. You know, bringing in D-Hop there would definitely fit the mold. The question is, are they ready to win now? If you ask, you know, Coach Vrabel, yes. But to the rest of the league, is that a spot that D-Hop is going to be able to go win a championship in? And there might be some 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 split views on that. So you think Dalvin to Miami, Dalvin Cook to Miami, just looks so simple um, that it's going to it's going to happen? Or they have a pretty loaded room themselves right there, Robert? Yeah, what do you think there? Yeah, they do have a loaded room, and and Coach Mike McDaniel was very smart. The you know past couple of days to kind of talk up that room so they don't you know feel the not necessarily the pressure but uh, feel like they're not liked because of the connection of Dalvin to Miami. Now, Dalvin in Miami makes sense. It's his hometown, hometown team. Uh, he's a dynamic back, you know, coming off of four consecutive 1,000-yard uh, season, still has a lot in the tank. But I know these two guys want to team up. At least that's what Dalvin stated, uh, I think, yesterday or, or two couple days ago on Adam Schefter's podcast. Yeah. And, and the problem with that is, NFL players just don't have the leverage or the power like NBA players do to say, hey, we want to team up, and then they make it happen. So the reality is both these guys want big paydays. 
as they should. Both guys want to be on a contender because, you know, they know where they're at in their careers. But not many true contenders this year can afford both of them, to bring them both in. Um, and that's why I point to New England because I think New England can actually bring them both in and it would increase their chances of being a Super Bowl contender overnight. Sure would. Robert Griffin III, before I let you go, sir, I see on your social feeds as well, the football camp at your alma mater at Baylor that you recently did and the, the messages you're giving to these kids as well. What would you take out of it, Robert? No, Rich, uh, honestly, it's just been a blessing to be able to give back to the community and, and see the next generation of stars come out there and play. You know, this past uh, weekend, we were able to get 330 campers out there. Jeez. You know, hats off to the current coaches and the players for coming out there and helping. Um, you know, Dave Aranda has been amazing in, in just the way that he's, you know, reconstructed the program and, and been a lot, allowing me to be a part of it. But, you know, we're out there trying to teach these young guys how to grow and develop at every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, DB, tight end, O-line, D-line. only thing we didn't have there, Rich, was kickers and punters. And kickers and punters are people, too. Don't yes, get me they wrong. Are. Um, yeah, they but are. But they're people, too. But we didn't have them at the camp. Maybe we'll have them there next year. But honestly, being able to get to know guys like Clemson's quarterback, uh, Cade Klubnick, uh, he came to the camp in 2019. Mm-hmm. We had a quarterback uh, that just committed to Memphis this uh, last week and then a quarterback that committed to Purdue um, last year. So the talent that's running through the camp is amazing. Being able to be close up to these guys and see them work and help them get better at their craft has been amazing as well. And we're doing it for so many positions on the football field. Uh, I'm truly blessed that Baylor's uh, partnered with me to make that happen year after year. Okay. Uh, before I let you go into your summer, Robert Griffin III, and then look for more of my calls and texts um, getting ready for the football season, I'm going to throw a total macro question at you, okay? Okay. College or professional football team, with a chance to win it all that we're not talking about right now. College or professional. Who are we not talking about that you think we should be talking about Robert Griffin III? Give me that one. Yeah, college-wise, I would say Clemson. Okay. Bringing in uh, Garrett Riley, offense coordinator from TCU. Now, mm-hmm. I know they didn't have the greatest showing in the national championship game, but going to Clemson, getting those pre- the premier talent there, having Cade Klubnick as the quarterback, I think. They've got an actual shot running through the ACC to be a national title contender. Okay. NFL-wise, I think we've hit just about every single team uh, that has a shot uh, to pull it off. I do think Miami is a strong contender again this year. Um, as long as Tua can stay healthy, I think that they have the pieces in place on offense and defense to, to really make a title run. Robert Griffin III, thank you, as always, for coming on. I do love listening to you. You make me smarter as well. Thanks for the time, as always. <laughs> Appreciate for you, real. Rich, as always. Take God care. Bless, brother. You, you bet. Right back at you. At RGIII, Robert Griffin III, right here on The Rich Eisen Show, both Twitter and Instagram. What do you think of that? Mm. Clem- Again, Clemson. Hmm, no, here, let's take a break. I want to dive in a little bit more in what he just revealed, best we can, about Diggs and Buffalo. Diggs and Allen. Boy, oh boy. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Top five difference makers that we're overlooking in the NFL this year. That's coming up next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Stefan Diggs here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Josh told me when I uh, interviewed him for uh, the pregame show prior to the AFC Championship game that you and he are uh, brothers, but very competitive, like that you actually compete walking down the hallway to see who can walk the fastest. Is that true? Is that really a true story? That story is true. Uh, actually, he caught me one time walking uh, from the weight room, and I was like, this, like, why is he walking so fast? So I, so I sped up a little bit, and then he continued to speed up, and then he just took off. So I was like, this. obviously, there's a competition between quarterback and receiver, and it'll never stop. So really, uh, it's something. Yes, yeah, this is something that I'm never gonna, never gonna give up. Uh, we we compete on video games. Who has the most kills? And, who carries who? It's just a, I think it makes for a great relationship, though. No, I, I hear you, and I, I ask this question with the utmost of respect, Stefan. So please understand that. Uh, talking about walking down the hallway fastest and playing video games. What are you guys five? Are you guys yeah, five years old? Gotta be, gotta be five years old. And we're writing on the walls, getting in trouble by. We'll, we'll be joking around in the walkthrough, uh-huh. and you'll have Coach Dayball come in and. He's, he's super serious, but at the same time, he jokes sometimes, and he'll crack a joke and be like, all right, all right, Uncle, get your butts back to work. And it's, it's mixed for a great environment, great work environment. How are you a different guy now through this season than you were when you were acquired? It's different. I feel like I'm the same guy. I just feel like uh, my surroundings are a little different. You know, I was dealing with a younger quarterback. You know, a lot of the guys that were pretty much are established uh, or were in the league for a very long time. I was dealing with a young, charismatic uh, big hard guy that want to jump over linebackers and run people over and stiff arm people. Uh, I was dealing with a quarterback that I that's young and I was uh, I came at a great time to grow with. So it's just you know all situations are different, but this one was one that uh, it coincided and it worked well. Yeah, just open my mic whenever you stop talking. Sorry, all right? Rich. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, Mike. 
<laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Look, Mike Del Tufo, I understand when you're having conversations off camera, you can't be bothered with, you know, your job. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. But look, we're, we're Emmy nominated two years in a row for best studio show uh, daily, uh, three times overall, and you're a large part of it. Everybody is yes. here. Um, and I just want to also give a, sh- a, a particular shout out to our uh, coordinating producer, Mike Hoskins, because the job that he has been doing um, lately, uh, you can't tell the difference between his great, great work. Um, we need a camera when he's, well, no, no, just look, he, he doesn't really need the kudos, but I'm giving it to him anyway, because he has been conducting himself expertly, despite no doubt freaking out. Every single time we bring up Stefan Diggs in the Buffalo Bills and his beloved Buffalo Bills, because he knows, <laughs> he knows, as does all of Bill's mafia. The hell going on? That <laughs> what Robert Griffin III just said, they need a happy Stefan Diggs to win the Super Bowl. And as Robert said as well, not a motivated one because we know he's always motivated. One of the many reasons why I love chatting with Stephon Diggs when he's called into the show or stopped by our Super Bowl set in Arizona. Love him. Love his passion. Love his game. Right? Told Minnesota, hey, you don't want to pay me? Send me somewhere else. And then went to Buffalo and got better. Now it helps to have had Josh Allen there. But also to hear from Robert Griffin III that the issue in his estimation, his kicking over rocks and chatting to people, is it's a per he said it was a personal thing between Diggs and Allen, based if he could somehow identify it and CSI it or NCIS it, put it under the microscope, check on the DNA of what this set to can possibly be born out of a 10 play series in the 17 point loss to Cincinnati in last year's playoffs in the snow in Western New York that Diggs was only targeted. What do you said? One time in that drive and that it wound up being a turnover on downs and, and the conversation on the sideline wasn't properly put to bed to the point, now this is where I'm taking over from paraphrasing what Robert said. <clears throat> to the point where it was still simmering in the middle of June? That seems a really? wild. Well, but something was still simmering till the middle of June, Chris. No, I mean, the fact that it digs is <laughs> like taking this so personal that he's let it carry over six months well, later. He's not taking it personally he might be taking it professionally that he's not involved enough or he's not involved enough or I mean, he's not he's involved enough in, in, in every single play or, or involved enough in the coordinating of it or that Allen lost track of him. Again, it's so wild. Right, I gotta go back. And watch the whole thing time. that's so <laughs> wild about it is it wasn't put to bed into June. And I, I kind of facetiously said yesterday, maybe maybe 
his reception wasn't working in his house and you have to FaceTime to get him, you know? I mean, because it strains credulity in the same way it did that the Packers and Rodgers didn't communicate significantly enough in Rodgers' mind that things had to fall apart post-darkness therapy, that this hasn't been put to bed between January and June or or sufficiently enough? which leads me to believe it it hasn't put to, been put to bed sufficiently enough going into the season to the point where if it happens in another game again, it can significantly fall apart? Really? Because it seems to me most every receiver would want to play with Josh Allen, right? Wouldn't you think? Something doesn't would, square. This circle doesn't Josh square Allen. here, yeah, right? You know what I mean? Something's wildly this could go deeper than what's going on on oh. the field, though. Too philosophical differences. I forgot that this game was played in the snow. I, I don't know how, but watching some of the, I'm, I'm watching a, the game highlights here. Well, it was played in 80 degree sunshine when Burrow was throwing it. It felt like they just did whatever the hell they wanted. Well, that's because the Bills got. No pressure on Joe Burrow, and he was getting the ball out fast. Breer touched on it yesterday, guys. That was a team that was out of gas. Buffalo. Spent. For sure. Because Emotionally and physically. Don't you remember they had to play in Detroit the, the Sunday before they had to play in Detroit for Thanksgiving? Yes. Because of the snow? Mm-hmm. Right? Did, it, did I get that timing right? I think they did, right? You know, they played Cleveland and Detroit the week before Thanksgiving. Bills had a lot going on last right. year. And the DeMar Hamlin drops dead. Let's be honest. Your brother died in front of you, yes. man. Like, he di- the man died in front of you. How do you come? You can't come back from that. They just looked like a spent team. Yeah. And, you know, like he, we, we touched on, the, the incident at the shopping, the Yes, the shooting. The, the, the yes. shooting at the grocery store park yeah. and lot that they all came. Like, they, were, they, they had a lot to Yeah, more than just football. With. Yeah. Diggs is double covered on every play in this drive. Like, I, I don't get it. What's he mad about? I don't get it either. And nobody's talking about it other than to say we're good. So we'll take them at their word. We will take them at their word. And just put up the Bills' schedule. Taking them at their word now. And seeing how it plays out will play out in front of the nation a lot. First game, Aaron Rodgers, first game as a Jet, Monday night football. That's going to be awesome. Okay. By the way, at New York on September 11th. Correct. Right. Now the next three games are not nationally televised. Their fifth game is, it's in London against Jacksonville, which if I'm not mistaken is playing in London the week before. So the Bills will have a significant disadvantage in that game because Jacksonville will already be on uh, London time. And then they've got a Sunday nighter against the Giants and Dayball. So if this is an issue with Ken Dorsey, right, calling plays, the old, the old play caller who they all loved and crushed it with is going to try and beat him that night with Daniel Jones. They've got a Thursday nighter against Tampa. Wow. Then they're on Sunday night again at Cincinnati. Come on. Then they've got a Monday nighter against Denver. I'm sure that game at Philadelphia is going to probably be one of those late windows on Fox that like 98% of the country is going to get. 
at Kansas City will be a late window on CBS. The whole country's going to get. Sunday against wow. Dallas, that will probably be a another... I mean, this thing's going to play out in front of the whole country. That's a tough schedule, man. That's a, that's the craziest schedule right there. Who's going to say it? You want me to say it? Are you going to say it? They're not missing the playoffs. Oh. They're not missing the playoffs. No, this is still a really, really, let me add one more really good team. Really good teams missed the playoffs. Uh, okay. Missing the playoffs is a tall, tall leap. AFC is stacked. We've already established yeah. there's going to be four Dude. really good teams with really good quarterbacks and coaches that missed the playoffs. So you're going from the beef isn't settled from January to June going into this season. They're missing the playoffs. I will take that. Will you really take that? I'm saying if, if we're going to throw out teams, there's 10, right? There's 10 awesome teams with good quarterbacks Ooh. and good coaches. <laughs> more likely. Three of them have to miss it. What's more likely? Bonus. Bills miss the playoffs this year or next two seasons to make it four seasons in a row. Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes have seats at the final four AFC table. I don't think they're going to make it, those three. One of them's going to slip up. That's just so unlikely, dude. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence oh, crashing the party. Well, that's so of one of the Trevor Lawrence Lamar, had a, Lamar Trevor, Jackson. Trevor Lawrence had yeah. that seat at the table last year. Tannehill two years ago. One of those three might have a seat at that same table. What if two of the what if two of those guys have to play each other in the divisional round? No, that's the divisional round is the final four. Oh, fun for the AFC. Well, they might have to play wild card round. Not everyone's going to win the division. Just Look, saying, you want to keep. I will say it's more likely. I will it. say it's more likely that Allen, Burrow, and Mahomes make the final four in the AFC this year and the following year to make it four years in a row than the Bills missing the playoffs this year. All things considered, everyone healthy. Guys, you're missing the most important thing here. And that is? And that is that as long as Dak and CDM are on the oh, same page, and all guy. is well with the NFL. Well, because yeah, all I, is well. Hey, look, you got an easier path to the basket, pal. Settle down just a little bit. Wait, seriously, you're, and you're, you're in the right conference. Oh, we got the best team in the you're, conference in our You're in the right league. conference. You're, you're, you got, you got Jalen Hurts to, to worry about, and you've got, yeah, I'm worried about him. And you've got Jared Goff to worry about, Daniel Jones to worry about, Matthew Stafford coming back from injury to worry about, somebody coming from the NFC South out of college to worry about. What are you, come on, man. You're in a different rent district, sir. You have to admit that. Than the I, AFC. I, I can't work. Like I said, as long as those two are fine. I mean, we're talking about the highest of the high rent districts. Yeah, Chris and I. You guys are in that division. Come on, pal. <laughs> That's a crazy Get division. Get out of here. Right there. <laughs> Especially since let's talk to him. I'm sorry uh, to th- throw this audible oh, on you, Hoskins. Dang. I think you've got that uh, that sound bite sitting there. Let's talk to him. To, uh... Let's do it. We all know. I think Miami. We're is. focused on the Bills. We've just spent literally the last twenty around. minutes on the Bills, and that's twenty fewer minutes than we you normally spend on uh, the Patriots. 
We don't want to talk about that. I mean, you know. There's nothing to talk about with the okay. Pats. <laughs> and then you got the Jets. You got the Jets. We normally talk four hours about them because I'm a 53-year-old cheerleader. That's rah, a fact. Rah, it's a <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not like um, Greeny who's saying the Jets are, That's insane, are the biggest man, man. threat to the Chiefs winning the division at conference again. That's it. That's right, now, so that's if you want to talk about take. Jets cheerleaders in their 50s, I'm, I'm uh, placing, okay? And showing <laughs> to maybe Greeny wi- winning and placing. All right, so back off. You're a few, pic- You're a few pictures of your dog in a stroller behind Greeny. Stop it. <laughs> Listen to me. When I'm talking about Tua, I have said I like salty Tua. And the Dolphins need salty Tua. But we got confident Tua now. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. I saw this video, I, <laughs> I, believe, on, I, I believe, on the bus to Masada. Hey. Yes. On the bus. That was a good album. Is that a country album? Wait, what decade is that? Is that totally, 80s no, or 90s? No, no, worse, worse. It's a totally rejected <laughs> Bob Hope, <laughs> Bing Crosby movie. On the bus to Masada. On the bus to Masada. <laughs> okay. That's a team name. I believe I saw this on that trip. Eisen's Busta Masada. Busta Masada. How do you spell that? Tua talking to one of his teammates, it seems like. Getting ready for the season. Here we go. Here's Tua. Out here with 2023 MVP, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. So you've been doing judo, right? Uh, Jiu-jitsu. Big difference. So now you're basically him in the locker room, right? Like you walk up, no one's messing with you anymore. Whoa. It's like that already. <laughs> and then, do you feel like any left. pressure like being... Like that. <laughs> For the content, good content. Oh my guys. God. And then, do you feel any pressure being the only lefty in the league? I mean, you represent like 20% of the world's population. Uh, no pressure. No None. pressure. I, I Are mean, you the best lefty quarterback in the league? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. That's perfect, bro. No doubt. Well, look, uh, apparently it's a, a barstool gentleman. Nikki Smokes, with many S's. Nikki Smokes. He's like, uh, listen, great exclusive from Nikki Smokes. Yeah. It's like that in his locker room, like now, because the Dolphins in that locker room know he's like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is like that now because they know if he's healthy, which is always a big if, big if. that puts the Dolphins in the mix to upset the whole damn table. We're talking about who's got that fourth seat if Allen, yeah, Mahomes, and Burrow make the final four in the AFC for a third straight year. It could be Tua. Yeah, I think so. And, of course, not messing with him in the locker room. That's what Warren Sapp said all the time. Two people you don't mess with in his locker room, the quarterback and his, his, quarterback and his kicker. Because yeah. Yeah. you need those guys to just be locked in. Locked in like Tua is. <laughs> Salty, confident Tua. You got the confident Tua saying it's like that already. And then when Nikki Smokes, Smokes laughed at that, he's like, why are you laughing? What's so funny? I'm to a freaking Tungo of Iloa. Words that'll never come out of his mouth. I'll say it for you, Tua. Yeah, baby. What are we going to talk about on the summer solstice? We're talking about confident Tua.
<laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> on the bust of Masada. Bill's not missing the playoffs, though, pal. Mm-mm. It's it's just it's just basic math. Man. I know. I get it. I, there's I, only you know seven I mean? there's chairs. There's only seven seats. I get it. And four of them have home games in the playoffs. I get it. Guaranteed home games for four of the seven. I get it. And you're looking at teams who are out. Jets. You think Jets make the playoffs, right? Mm. So somebody's out. Whether it's Miami, Baltimore, Chargers, Bills. Yeah. One of them are out. Okay. And you say it's the Bills? Browns, they're going to be better this year. Okay. Somebody's out. Steelers are going to be better this year. Mm-hmm. Somebody is out. Mm-hmm. Broncos, somebody is out. Suddenly you're 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 a big Russ cooking guy. That's right. All of a sudden, look at you. I'm a Sean so, Payton fan. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Let's take a break. I have the five most overlooked make or break players in the NFL this year. It's a top five list before James Cook of the aforementioned Buffalo Bills joins us and more of your phone calls at 844-204-Rich. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Ah, yes, we're back here on the show. I had no idea there was a, uh, a helmet reveal in Detroit. Did you know this? Uh, well, I'm the one who the found Lions? it. The so Lions? Oh, yes, okay, I so you know, know that. I didn't know it. <laughs> uh, the Lions, the Lions <laughs> have an alternate this. helmet. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah I didn't know uh, that. Let's take a look. I, I had no idea. It will be my first blush reaction, and I will be uh, brutally honest. Here we go. That car is dope. All right. Yeah, it's Starting well. Little Mustang. Yep. Yeah. Powdered blue. All right. Here we go. I guess that's what the bag will have the helmet. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. All right, nice little, little semi reveal there. Yo, I like that. Start yeah. your engines, Ford, get it? Yeah, I get it. I don't dislike that. I like the color. Okay. I don't I don't love that line, the line that looks like kinda... Cage drew it. <laughs> Yeah, cage drew. We need Jeff to call in. Okay, what what was it? Is it eleven? What is the the two? Yeah, I think that's just the stripes, the color scheme of the lions. But I do really like that color. The color 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 is dope. Yeah, you're right. The lion is the lion looks a little stencily. 
Okay. Yeah. Someone was saying Napoleon Dynamite drew that could line. Have, it could have been wrong. Okay. Oh. You know what I mean? By now, the way, that is that is. Now awesome. I love the helmet. Now the I love that. That looks great. Line I like. I like. I like. Gray. I like the individual in the. I love the individual in the helmet. Oh, of course. <laughs> now <laughs> I love the helmet. Looks great. That looks line's good on you. Fear. <laughs> good. I was about to say <laughs> that helmet. You get a free bowl of soup with that helmet. Hey, oh no. Hey. Looks good on you though. Hey. Hey. That hey. line's not striking fear in anybody. Though. Don't tell him you're Jewish. All I got to tell. <laughs> it's a parking lot. Uh, all you say is you wear those helmets. Better win. Better win. Better win. Better win. Yeah, Jeff in Detroit, you need to call in. Tell okay, us where you at. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this show. Uh, Peter in Ohio has been waiting forever. Let's Peter. take Peter's phone call. What's up, Peter? What up, Rich? What's going on? Uh, well, first of all, I'm feeling it this week. I, uh, I'm starting a new job next week, uh, a well-deserved job. So I'm right. feeling that. Excellent. I'm excited to have you back in the chair. Congrats on uh, all your success and Thank on you. your anniversary. I wanted to get your take because I'm starting to get that football itch. I'm starting to rewatch America's games mm-hmm. and all right. 30 for 30s. Okay. And, and okay. I'm starting to get to, to feel it. But being a Browns fan, I've been hurt so many times. I really, I'm really having a hard time. Like, I know they're going to be good on, again, they're good on paper, but I just don't, I don't know if it's because I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. So I'm just getting a lot of local stuff from, from local Cleveland sports talk or, or what it is, but I just don't, I don't know how confident I feel going into the season. I'm also you know torn because I didn't want Deshaun Watson initially. I still kind of don't want him on the team. Yeah. Uh, I, it's tough because I can't jump ship. Let me help, uh, you, let know, me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you, Peter. you got to put all those scars away. Put them away. Put them away. Put them away. Put them away. <laughs> put them away. You got to. You got to. They might, they might open up. The wounds may open up again, but you got to put yourself out there. Because if you ever okay. jump ship and they actually do it, boy, will you just really be upset. <sighs> yeah. Period. I know. I know. Got to hang in there. Because- got to hang in there. Got to do it. Uh, my in-laws are, are Steelers fans, and so every year I just get it from them, you know, every year. And they, they do you, do Peter, that. I'm going to ask you a very personal question. Do you, okay. do you love your wife, Peter? Do you? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I, I love my wife, too. Do you know how much crap I get from all those New Englanders? Do you know how much garbage yeah. I've taken? You know what? Well, it's okay, I, because at some point you're going to walk into that room. You're going to walk into that Dinner, you're gonna want, and it's all gonna turn, and it's gonna be great. Don't give up. That playoff game, that playoff win was pretty exciting. Don't give it up. Um, That's it. Exactly. How great was that? You told your mother-in-law. Shh. How great is that? (laughs) Right. Well, it's they do say like you know, God bless you. We we know you. You know, you never give up on anything because you haven't given up on the Browns yet. That's it. Thank you for the call, Peter. (laughs) There you go. Hang in there. And a perfect. I like Peter. Perfect transition. Top five most overlooked make-or-break players in the NFL this year. So uh, there's obvious ones, right? Rodgers and Russell Wilson and all that. They're they're not on this list. Jimmy G, they're not on this list because they are looked at. These are overlooked ones, people that you're not seeing. These are the the, the trees in the forest. Okay. Overlooked. Number five on this list is the quarterback of the Washington Commanders. Who is that? Sam Howell. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh. <laughs> Let me th- exactly, exactly. What if this kid? Remember, we had his college coach Mac Brown. He's like the reason why he's dropping in the draft is we want 
Admittedly, we, stunk around we were not very yeah. good this year. Yeah. And look at the weapons this guy has. Brian Robinson and Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. Nobody's talking. This kid balls out, makes the Washington Commanders. They, they might even turn him back into the football team. They <laughs> might even change the damn team name, which you have to do. And, 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 and with Major Tutty. That's uh, out. <laughs> Major Tutty should be peeling potatoes. Make Steven McBean look oh, cool. Please, get out of here. <laughs> Number four on this list, just to show you it's not all quarterbacks, and I don't mean to put it on this guy. I don't mean to put it on this guy. And, you know, Kyle Pitts, it, it, so many people zoom in on him as he's got to finally start balling out as a tight end. I'm not even going to go there for the Atlanta Falcons because it's bigger than this kid. He was chosen at this position in a top 10 draft choice spot. And this position has been devalued over and over and over again over the last few weeks. B. John Robinson, sir, you are balling out not just for the Falcons and yourself, but for the running back position. Let's value it, says the Atlanta Falcons. Let's value the running back spot by choosing eighth overall. Out of Texas, B. John Robinson. You heard Albert Breer say part of the reason why running backs are being devalued is that the blue chip prospects coming out of high school don't play this position anymore as much because they see the devaluation of the position as they get into the professional ranks. They're playing wide receiver more often. B. John Robinson, time for you to strike a blow. Not just for yourself and for the Falcons, but for the position at this very important juncture. For the position in the NFL. That's number four on this list. Let's go back to the quarterbacks now. Oh, boy. Caleb Williams sitting out there, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be looming over this season. Another thing Breer said yesterday. Breer? This was another thing he said yeah. yesterday. Nobody's talking about this guy because everybody thinks this team is going to stink on ice. Colt McCoy is a make-or-break player this year. Colt McCoy, pal, it is your time. What if this guy turns into, like, Rich freaking Gannon, right? What Uh, if this guy – and hey, you got Marquise Brown. Hold on. You got James Conner. There are still some players. There's Zach Ertz. Wow. Here we go. Nobody's talking about Colt McCoy. What if he balls out? And if he doesn't, then maybe it's Caleb Williams' time in Arizona, like by like week six, week seven, and Colts taking one for the team now. Or he could take the bull by the Longhorns and show everybody what he could do finally for a full season. Let's go. He, he Vegas isn't even offering MVP I'm odds. I'm talking on Colt about McCoy. it because he's being overlooked. Wow. And he's not even the most overlooked make-or-break player in that division. Number two on this list is the difference between you guys having a fantastic secondary ticket market this year in Los Angeles or you actually bowing up and finding out whose freaking house it really is in Los Angeles. Rams Correct. Matthew Stafford. Oh, Everybody wow. thinks he's shot, right? He's shot. And the Rams are shot. Whoa. He's shot and the Rams are shot. What if he shows up wow. and he's Matthew friggin' Stafford? Make or break and the Rams make the wow. playoffs. And the Rams aren't in a rebuilding mode. 
Help me and his money. Sean McVeigh's got a bun in the oven in real life. I saw that. Congratulations, Sean. And these Rams can be made or broken by that guy. Number one, though, on this list is Jordan Love. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody Uh thinks the Packers are finished. Uh Uh-huh. Could he be just like Rodgers waiting behind Favre coming fresh out of the box and starting off fresh and kicking ass and taking names and being the happy Father's Day to the Bears fans that he said he really wasn't trying to be facetious about? Here we go. Jordan Love is the number one most overlooked make or break player in the NFL this year because the Packers can actually do something if this kid balls out. We're looking at Rodgers. We're focused on Rodgers. Understandably so. But what about back at the ranch? Jordan Love caps off my most overlooked make or break player Top five list in the NFL this year. Well done. Thank you so very much. And we've got James Cook of the Buffalo Bills coming up right here on the Rich Eyes Show. We are so focused on everything else going on in the Bills. Let's get an actual Buffalo Bill on this program. And then more of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here on this program. Speaking of Matthew Stafford, did uh, oh, hold on a minute. Hit it, Mike. Hit it. We need one more. Thank you. Oh, one more. All right, we'll get one more. And this is for my buddy Peter in Ohio. Give me the music one more time here. We got one more. Deshaun Watson. Because he's got a show. Last year was just because he was rusty. All right. He's got a show. Yeah. That the reason why the Browns went out there and took all the heat was because of his supreme talent. And he's got a show out and ball out. Because if he doesn't, Could you imagine if he has another full year like the few weeks that he had last year? Oh, man. Will that just make life miserable for all of the Browns? He might even get his coach got if that happens. Fact. So this is a huge make or break season for him and the Browns because we are focused appropriately on Burrow. And we are focused appropriately on Lamar Jackson. And you mentioned Kenny Pickett, who was originally on my list, but I replaced him with Sam Howell because nobody's talking about the Washington Commanders. I think Brown's but Deshaun Watson's on this list. I man. think they're going to be good. That's what you're thinking. And if they're not, look out below, man, that they made all of those moves and get nothing in the first year plus. Yeah, new coach for sure. <sighs> James Cook of the Bills coming up.